like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome to episode 99 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. That's right. You heard me correctly, man. Episode 99. Uh, Not only is this the last episode of the 90s, but this is the last episode the last double digit episode bro we are almost at episode 100 now i'm gonna save all of the soft mushy stuff for next week all right we're gonna save all the celebratory stuff for next week because today we still got business to handle and i truly believe that we're going out with a bang here for episode 99 because i have some good things for us to talk about today interesting things man very interesting things uh we're gonna be talking nascar NBA, MLB, boxing, and uh, NFL, of course. A couple things I want to get through. Uh, of course, I want to talk about, you know, the NASCAR's month of June has been crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA return, uh, the MLB versus the MLB PA. I want to talk about the value of the NFL running back. Now, if you know me and you've been listening to the show for some time, you know that I go to ro- go to war for the running backs. Uh, we've been through this with Zeke and uh, what's my, what's my guy's name, Melvin Gordon, and and you know you guys know how I feel about that. But yesterday I, I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany yesterday, and I I haven't really changed my stance on the running backs. I just I understand a couple of things now. So I I really believe that's going to be the best segment today. In my opinion, this is the that's the segment that I'm really most excited to talk about. Um, then we're going to be talking what's next for Joshua and Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, and where Wilder, uh, Deontay Wilder plays a part in that. Of course, and I want to talk about boxing's underwhelming return on ESPN this past week. Uh, also, oh yeah, we're going to talk Kaepernick. I forgot to talk about that as well, say that as well. So, yeah, man, let's let's get right to it. All right, so you guys know. We all know who NASCAR's target demographic is. We all know who NASCAR's fan base are. It's the South, the Rednecks. We we know this. We know this. Like the the Stone Cold Steve Austin, the the Larry the Cable guy, the AJ Styles type guys. Like you know these some bit. You know what I mean? You we gonna get down get down there and get us a beer and go down there to NASCAR. There, you guys know what I'm trying to say. That's their target. That's their audience. Though these are the guys who will sit outside in their trucks and watch a uh, hundred cars go around uh, a, a circular track five hundred times. That that's that's them. So I could only imagine. But then that that's 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 their real. You know that's the core. But outside of that, NASCAR fans come in all colors. All, all shapes and sizes You know anybody can be a NASCAR fan Any white person Any black person Any 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 Anybody can be a NASCAR fan You don't have to be a uh, You don't have to be a redneck Redneck to like NASCAR And you don't have to be a redneck To be a racist <laughs> You gotta see where I'm going Follow me Alright so Let's start off with We're gonna go in, Not like in order But this kind of in order Of how this is all unfolded So First, President uh, uh, Steve Phillips, he paused a race. He paused, like, I, I don't know. Was it the first race back? I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Paused the race. They had a moment of silence uh, for, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, everything going on in the country. And he had, a, he, he said, a, if you guys haven't seen the video, I retweeted it. Um, I'll probably, you know, retweet it on the, the podcast account. But, it was really nice, man. He paused before everything, and he had a nice, a couple of uh, nice things, you know, inspirational things to say, as far as you know, respecting Black lives and and Black people and and everything. And that was really, I really appreciated that, man. That was that was really great. And then that followed with the um, the video of all the the drivers um, coming together and saying their piece, which I enjoyed as well. So NASCAR, this was very surprising for me. To me, I I was not expecting them to come out like this at all, at all. So then that takes us 
to Bubba Wallace. If you don't know who Bubba, Bubba Wallace is, he is currently the only black NASCAR driver in the sport. And if you don't understand the like how much weight that statement holds, there have only been seven other black NASCAR drive, you know, black drivers at that level. The first one was Wendell Scott, who made his debut in 1961. Outside of them, outside of him, we've had Elias Bowie, Charlie Scott, George Wilshire, Randy Bethea, Willie Tibbs, uh, excuse me, yeah, uh, Willie T. Ribs, uh, Bill Lester, and of course, you know, most, as I recent just said, Bubba Wallace. So Bubba Wallace came up. Of course, he was very, uh, very active on social media. Oh, let me go back. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, no, no. We're gonna come. We'll, we'll swing back around to the fan response after, uh, after we go through everything, because that that on Twitter that was the most interesting thing I saw. So, Bubba Wallace paints his car black, and on the front of it it says compassion, love, understanding, and on the side it says hashtag Black Lives Matter. I've seen people make statements, but in this sport. In that space, in our current climate, <laughs> being who he is, that was great, bro. That is that is great, man. Really, 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 really big. Really big, man. Like I said, we know where NASCAR is deep south. You know, we know the target audience. This is this is a lot, a lot of pressure for him. Honestly. Honestly. Uh so that happens. Then the biggest thing to come out of all this, they banned the Confederate flag, bro. Let me let's let's go to NASCAR's Twitter, cause this is where a lot of this, a lot of this is. Uh, this is it right here. Uh, no, this okay. Oh, this is their is it their is their pen tweet. Okay, here we go. In a NASCAR statement. The presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors in our industry, bringing people together around a love for racing and the community that it creates is what makes our uh, fans and sports special. The display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. Boy, they was mad about that, and and I don't, I don't, I really don't get it. I don't get people's uh love and obsession for the Confederate dog. They they lasted four years. They had a four year run. Do you know how short four years is? LeBron has more finals appearances than they have existed. Uh, there are more seasons of Grey's Anatomy than them. There are more seasons of Lost. There are more seasons of The Office. Uh, a lot of things. Uh, Obama had eight eight years in office. Like, dog, the the Confederate was trash. They had a terrible run, a terrible run, and a terrible. And they lost. Imagine, imagine celebrating a flag that represents a bunch of losers. That's like Golden State Warriors fans walking around with three one flags. That's like Atlanta Falcons fans walking around with twenty eight three flags. Bro, who's celebrating the L? I've never seen a group of people celebrate an L. How much do you know how much of a loser you have to be to glorify a bunch of losers? Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. I know y'all not hearing me. Y'all gotta feel me on this one, dog. Y'all got y'all gotta feel me on this one. The Confederate flag and everything it represents is nothing but L's. L's. Big L's for everybody who supports the and the flag not even tough. My state's flag is tougher than the Confederate flag. I feel like we should, honestly, the American flag should be the Maryland flag because the Maryland flag is the best flag out of every state. Debate your moms because I don't care. The Maryland flag is the best flag in all 50 states, period, period. And for them to parade around, uh, what the, what is it? What is it like? A, a, I don't even know. Off the top, I don't even know what it look like. What is it, orange or red with the blue cross? Trash, trash, trash trash so then uh i didn't then over the weekend i saw it was like a confederate flag uh parade in clemson Ugh, trash um yeah garbage and and oh yeah speaking of that just i really i would really like to see 
side sidebar. I would love to see a black talent player migration away from the SEC because remember that's your audience down there. These are the people who are cheering you every Saturday. But that but outside of that stadium, that's who they really are. Remember that. Continuing. Yeah, man. I don't understand the obsession with the Confederate and the Confederate the Confederacy and the Confederate flag. Trash. Um so then so they banned the Confederate flag, right? Banned the Confederate flag. So a Mr a, a guy who I've never heard of, a Mr what's his name? Ray Ray Cicer Ray Cicerelli, right? He comes out and says a big thing. Him and his wife, they deleted it now, but he quit NASCAR because they banned the flag. Okay, now now deeper than that, right? That's not why you quit, boss. First of all, you're 50 years old, right? 50 years old. You've raced zero laps, zero NASCAR laps in 2020. Zero. Zero. You've done nothing. And, dog, you weren't even on, like, the main track. You were racing trucks. And you couldn't even get a win. I looked your stats up. We don't know you out here. Your own people don't even know you out here. Street said you was worried about the wrong races. Just say you retired and moved. Like, don't say you quitting because they banned the flag. No, 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 no. You're quitting because you're trash. You just needed an excuse. You needed an out. You didn't want to go out with your tail tucked. Dog, you have one top ten finish, and you were ninth. Sit your dumb ass down. Excuse my French. Moving on. Then... NASCAR, back to NASCAR's Twitter, man, because it is, they've been, they've been on a tear this month. We are a diverse team whose identities, backgrounds, and talents allow us to go faster and farther in our offices, at the track, and in the stands. We've joined at You Can Play team to ensure safety and inclusion of LGBTQ athletes, coaches, and fans. Hashtag Pride Month. Then the graphic, um, I am NASCAR, and NASCAR was rainbow. It says, I am courageous, I am driven, I am inclusive, I am, Na- I am NASCAR. Also, for any listeners who may be a part of the LGBTQ plus community, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. For sure. Uh, continuing. Now, let me get to my favorite part. Let's get to the replies. And before I get to the nasty replies, let me let me show you guys... This this came under uh, Bubba, Bubba Wallace's uh, his post with his I can't breathe shirt on. Hold on, give me a moment. Uh, give me one moment. Um, okay, here we go. This is a uh, white guy. He says, "Until you spoke about systematic racism, I never listened. I heard, but never listened. I'm sorry. Changing one mind." On it won't change the world But no you change the world for one average white guy I will stand with you And I will always listen Thank you How hard is that How hard is that How hard is that to actually Take time and understand It can't be that hard But it's it's it's, it's really hard for the rest of America Because let's, let's just look at some of these replies In Bubba Watson's mentions He says he, You know he got his Black Lives Matter shirt on And boy the boy was looking good was looking with the with the American flag mask and the cap. The boy was looking good. Black Lives uh, Matter. This is David Lynch at Big Money Dave. Black Lives Matter by itself is racist. I should care. I should care more for what for someone because they are black. When are we going to stop using skin color to define ourselves? It sure is blank T. He messed up. He was so mad. He doesn't even know how to spell isn't gonna happen as long as quote-unquote black lives matter only happens don't get me started on abortion david what the hell are you talking about (laughs) like like i could go through and read through okay so that's that's one i'm not gonna do all of this because i'm not gonna waste these people don't deserve our energy my energy but it's just a bunch of that a bunch of uh, a bunch of white people who are choosing not only to be misunderstanding of what we're, what NASCAR is, what NASCAR is doing, but they they're, they're doing it on purpose. This is how they think. This is real life. Never seen anything like it, man. 
Never seen anything like it. But hats off to NASCAR, man. Zooming past racism and all bigotry and discrimination, all being all inclusive, man. I love it. I love it. Even Alvin Kamara, so he he's he's going to race. Dog, could you imagine if there was an influx of African American drivers in NASCAR and the fans, man? That see, that's a sport that they haven't take we haven't taken over. Go ahead, let the brothers get in the NASCAR, man. Let me stop. But you guys, you guys understand what I'm saying, man. It, it, it's just crazy to me. It's it's just crazy to me. Uh, but yeah, man. Shout out to NASCAR, Bubba Wallace, all those, you know, everybody in NASCAR, um, and President Steve Phillips, man, for taking initiative and, and taking the charge on that, man. You're, you're doing you're doing great work. Much appreciated, man. Much appreciated. All right, now let's let's move on to the the NBA. Because this this came out not out of left field to me, but this was interesting. Okay, so when when players started discussing when it was started to be discussed that you know some players didn't want to play, initially I thought it was because of you no know, some is because of the corona, the coronavirus and everything going on in Orlando. They're not certain they want to play. All right, but now it's becoming. Should we be playing in this social climate? Now I don't know what's on Kyrie's. With Kyrie, you know, I don't know what's on his heart, on his mind. You know, all I can go is with what he said, and I'm not. What I'm not going to do is speculate on why certain players feel a certain way. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, that's not. That's not what I'm going to do. We're just going to straight facts. I'm going to give my response, and that's it. And that's all. I'm going to talk about players' perspectives and how certain players feel, and and certain players disagree. I'm not going to come here and speculate any problems between certain players. Or, or any issues certain players have with other players. That's, I'm not here to be messy. I just want to go through what you know what we've all been reading and, and seeing over these this past couple of days, man. Because look, I get it. I get it. I do. I get everybody's. Uh, all the players that spoke out with Kyrie and against. I I, I completely understand. I, I I get where everybody is coming from. I do. I do. I do. All right, so let's start off with Kyrie. All right, so Kyrie Irving said, "Okay, so the first thing I heard him say was, I mean, I mean, the first quote I saw was that he didn't want to play in Orlando. Okay, but go. I don't support going into Orlando. I'm not with the systematic racism and the BS. Something smells a little fishy." I'm willing to give up everything I have for social reform. I mean, if that's how you feel. Yeah, get it. I get it. I get it. I see where we are here. I see where we are here. Um, Austin Rivers commented on Instagram. I believe, yeah. All right, here's what Austin Rivers had to say. Trying to find the correlation. Us coming back will put will be putting money in all our NBA players' pockets. Oh yeah, in all our pockets. He meant NBA players. With this money, you can you could help out even more people. And continue to give more importantly your your time and energy towards the Black Lives Matter movement, which I'm 100% on board with, because change needs to happen and injustice has been going on too long. But also, not to mention, there are plenty of NBA players I know who need them paychecks. 99% of the NBA hasn't made the money a guy like Kyrie has. Not to mention, the NBA basketball is that. Not to mention NBA basketball is predominantly African-American and a lot of our audience is too. us proving entertainment and some hope for kids is important. Also, keeping some kids indoors and watching basketball games on TV instead of maybe going out and getting in trouble due to unfair and unequal environments. A lot of African-American kids are placed in is important too. not saying basketball is a cure for all of that, but. Basketball can maybe provide a distraction. On another note, not to mention the ramifications of not playing with the TV money, etc., CBA, etc., would really put NBA basketball behind, possibly even canceling next year. I love Kyrie's passion towards helping this movement. It's admirable and inspiring. I'm not. I'm with it. But in the right way and not at the cost of the whole NBA and players' careers. We can do both. We can play and we can help change the way black lives are lived. I think I think we have to. 
But canceling or boycotting return doesn't do that in my opinion. Guys want to play and provide and 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 guys want to play and provide and help change. I mean, right there, like I agree with everything he said. I really do. Um I'm not seeing where I'm not seeing a disconnect because I I truly think not only can you trying to think how I'm, I'm trying to think how i want to do this without you know when when the eric garner situation was going on during the nba season we we you know we played through it continue to play basketball i can't breathe shirts right granted ooh, same situation but i think this 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 climate is a bit more explosive than it was at that time. We played through Trayvon Martin. We've played through a lot of things. You know what I mean? And I just feel like basketball, because you think in this country, outside of this country, sports are on. Soccer is on. Why doesn't why does the NBA have to be shut down? You know what I mean? Like guys can still do both. Because you think about it. What what you know, I, I saw Steven Jackson say, I, saw, I watched his video, and, and you know, he felt like it was a distraction and it's the work to do. Okay, completely understand that. But are all these players going to be protesting every day? All these players going to be working on social justice reform every day? Do these Do these athletes not have their own lives? That's all I'm saying. And it's possible to do both. It's completely possible to do both. And and we've seen that. And we've literally just seen that. LeBron. Now look, I've seen LeBron taking a lot of flack. I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. Cause he he feels that we can that they can play. And people don't like that. They say he's oh, he just about the money and the game and the rings. Okay. Here's hit, hit me out. You guys know LeBron's body of work outside of the basketball court. LeBron has done a lot for the community and his own community as well. Please don't ever cross question the integrity of that man. That's what we shouldn't do. And that's not what I'm here to do. Uh, you can do both. It's it's clear. Uh, he said uh, LeBron believes restarting the season won't affect his push for social change. Literally, the other day, four days ago, LeBron James heads up more than a vote group to help protect African-Americans voting rights. Like, do you guys understand how big that is? Because even still to this day, we've seen in recent years, these elections in, 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 in certain you know black communities or, or where black people live and have to go vote in white communities, there's always something. They 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 got to stand out in the voting lines longer than everybody else. Um, there's they they find little things wrong with the identification. Like black people in voting has been one of another hard battle that has been fought for years. So for Braun to step in and 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 try to work that out, like that's big. And it's just clear that your mind can be on two different things. These guys can hoop, man. Let these guys hoop. Let them hoop. Um, a couple other players that disagreed. Lou Williams said, uh, and we are fighting for a radical change. Sports has been a healing factor. There we can and agree. There we agree. In this climate, it's a distraction. I mean, look at your position. You're dying to get back in the house and drink a beer and watch us hoop, opposed to being outside fighting for your equality. That's just one aspect to look at it. That's my thing. That's my thing, man. Like, I look at myself. Do I want, you know, I look at myself. I'm not outside protesting. I'm not. But am I retweeting links? Am I am I filling out? Um, am I signing petitions? Am I retweeting stuff to help, you know, get more awareness to what's going on outside? The work that we do and the work that, you know, the work that, you do and the work I do or the work that people outside process can do, we're all different. We're all doing different things, but it's all one, you know, same goal. And my thing is, I don't think basketball would be a distraction, a distraction is in a sense, because you look, okay, cool. I can be watching a game. 
I can be watching the game. But my social media is still full of what's going on in the real world. So my mind is still going to be on what's going on in the real world. But it would be nice for a couple of hours out the, you know, to finally see something normal. To finally be, I wouldn't call it a distraction, but it would be comforting. Because I don't think people understand, man, how hard it is to see your own people gunned down or choked out or suffocated or or you just hear a story about another black man or black woman taken away from this earth whether it's a hate crime that they try to mask as a as a suicide or um you know it's, or, or or seeing the same video of 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 a man crying out he can't breathe like that is exhausting, man. That is exhausting. It's exhausting, and and God, man, we 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 some of well, some people do need an outlet. You know what I mean? It's exhausting. It's like okay, I'm, I'm, I'm I would like to know what's going on, but for that to be the constant thing I see on a daily basis on social media, it really, really, really is draining. So I would like to see my favorite basketball players back on the court to take my mind, to ease my mind, to show me that, okay, at least we got basketball back. You know what I mean? So, yeah, call it a distraction if you want. I call it an emotional escape, man. Get me out of it. Help me. That's a way you can help me. Get me away from it. Give me something to talk about on this show other than what's going on in the real world and how it ties into the sports that I'd like to watch and talk about. Help me. Help me. That's how you guys can help me. So it's bigger than basketball in a sense. Everything is bigger than basketball right now. And this climate, you 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 guys may not agree with me, but I'm not asking for sports back selfishly. I'm not saying, bro, just get on the court just because I need something to watch. No, I need something to take me away from what I continue have continued to see. I'm tired, man. Give me something else. Give me some highlights on my timeline I can look at. Before I see more trauma. Before I see more stuff that's going to have me... Wanting to, to cry and scream. Like, do you guys understand that, man? It's really hard. It's really hard, man. It's really hard. And I I I don't I don't like whew, getting, you know, emotional. But how can you not? How can you not, man? How can you not? Whew. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um I don't know, but I do know that we just got very, 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 very sad, man. This this got very sad. I mean, I'm sorry, but but that's that's just, that's just real right there, man. It's just it's really, really, really hard to see day in day out. That's all anybody wants to talk about. You try to have a conversation with somebody. Oh, did you see this? Oh, did you hear about that? You flip through your Instagram story. Oh, it's another story about somebody getting killed by the police. Oh, it's more rioting happening. Oh, it's more things being burnt down. Oh, somebody just got hung, but they're trying to say he they hung themselves. Oh, this black woman just got killed. Oh, this black woman just got hung. Oh, this black woman did this. Oh, this something happened to this black man. Oh, I'm tired. It's draining. And I, it's like we can't even pretend anymore. Like there's, there's it, it just seems like you wake up every day. And this is going on Literally The other day I went to sleep I wake up And I see Somebody was gunned down In Atlanta By the police This is every This is almost A week in week out Like I said man Saying this To somebody else I'm saying this to a friend Off You know Off air A couple of weeks back When this first started No 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 This was uh, After this It's like late May I was just like Somebody was like Well why now I'm like 
all of this has been happening, you know, you you think Brianna Taylor, um, oh man, I'm sorry, I can't remember that young man's name, but you you you, you get the point. It's been a lot over these past six, eight weeks, twelve twelve weeks, like. It's all been happening at the same time. And I wouldn't call this a boiling point because it's been going on forever. But this is definitely like, yo, cut this shit out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. But, yo, yeah, you <laughs> something has to stop. Like, I think this is the most attention that this is all gotten and speaking of attention and speaking of Breonna Taylor rest in peace the ones that aren't on camera seem to get lost and especially when we're talking about black women they tend to get lost but I'm not going to allow that to get lost um I feel like we need to also talk about you know I I we I've seen a lot of people Upset about black women not getting acknowledged And I fully understand that because I see it Um That's another thing I, I explained to somebody I think that the George Floyd incident Was so big because Once again phones were out We saw that we saw the whole thing play out With the eyes Didn't see the Breonna Taylor incident So I didn't even know that that happened in March I didn't even know That that was that far apart So like you guys understand Like you see that like, do you understand how lost that is? That happened in March. And we're still talking about, we're still fighting to get those involved arrested. And since March, a lot has happened. More of the same. So, yeah, man, I I, 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 I need the hoops back. I need an escape. I don't need to know. I don't need that on my brain when it already is, man. Give me a couple of hours to get away. That's all I'm saying, man. That's literally all I'm saying. Mm. All right, man. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I don't know how we're going to transition out of that. Matter of fact, man, we're going to play some music. Play some music. Definitely going to play some music. She says it makes me feel If they gonna judge you for love Say we can always be fly We gonna be good long as them sneakers wide You be alright Say you Whew, okay, okay, I'm good, I'm good, people, I'm good, don't worry about me, I'm alright, I just hope everybody out there is alright, alright, moving on, moving on, um, oh yeah, shout out to Wale for the white shoes, y'all know, back in the, back in the day, I used to use that as a feel-good song, so y'all know that, alright, MLB versus the MLB PA, alright, so it's, it's, it's simple, man, it, from, from the looks of what I've seen, it's, it's really simple, it's, it's a money thing, it's a money thing, and and these owners and and uh, Rob Manfield, the MLB commissioner, they're not they're not on the players' sides, and you know we talk about you know NFL owners and and how they are, but I don't I don't I don't know if if it would look like this in the NFL. I don't know. It's just I don't know. Uh, so basically, what 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 it really is is. The owners and the players, they want to come back, right? Owners want to come back because of that bread. Now, their problem is they feel like they're losing a lot of money. The more games are played without fans, the more money they're going to lose. So they want a shorter season. They want the shortest season possible. Not only, okay, so if we can't have the shortest season possible, okay, we're not going to pay y'all y'all for salaries through all of however many games. Like, we can only give y'all a certain amount of games paid fully in order to go. And that's wild to me. So here... Uh, the MLB just the MLB PA just declined the MLB's most recent proposal, and here are the um, the proposals so far. This was May twenty six. They said eighty two games with a sliding salary um, a sliding salary scale 
meaning roughly 33% of the full season salary. Then, okay, so they said no to that. In June 8th, 76 games at 75% prorated, uh, prorated pay, 35% of the full season salary. Then this most recent one, June 12th, 72 games at 80% prorated play, uh, excuse me, prorated pay, 36% of their full season pay. Um, And let me read some... Uh, points from this article that I found talking about this that will help you better understand, you know, exactly what's going on here. So here's here's one thing: the MLBPA has request requested financial information. So last month, the MLBPA requested documents supporting MLB's financial claims, and those requests were only partially met. The union believes MLB has not proven its financial situation is as dire as the league has claimed, and they're unwilling to accept another round of pay reductions without evidence. A, pro- a private business, MLB teams do not open their books. Uh, this is a quote here. Uh, uh, Any request for further pay cuts will be a significant challenge and will require full financial transparency, which we have not gotten to even a meaningful discussion. Uh, point two. Once the season is scheduled, either because Manfred dis- does so uh, unilaterally or the two sides come to an agreement, teams will need about 10 days to prepare their training camp sites. An abbreviated three-week spring training would follow. MLB wants to, uh, the regular season to end no later than September 27th to ensure the postseason doesn't extend in, in November, into November. Based on that, spring training would have to begin no later than early to mid-July for a 50-ish game season. Moving on, the MLBPA must approve an, ex- an extended postseason format, and it is, an, it is unlikely they would do so should Manfred schedule the season unilaterally. MLB has proposed as many as 16 teams in the postseason to help generate additional revenue beyond the schedule. The two sides must also resolve various safety matters related to the pandemic as well as other on-field roster and roster rules. Um, The MLB could file a grievance should Manfred unilaterally, excuse me, unilaterally, uh, scheduled the season It is very likely the MLBPA Would file a grievance Alleging MLB did not negotiate In good faith and play as many games As possible MLB would argue the union did not negotiate Salary in good faith A grievance could take years to resolve And one possible outcome is MLB Paying the players a settlement Similar to the collusion In the 1980s uh, meanwhile, MLB has a new television deal. Earlier on Saturday, it was reported MLB is finalizing a billion-dollar broadcasting deal with Turner Sports. That deal will begin in 2022 and would not and will not give teams an immediate cash influx, but it is guaranteed future revenue, which can help clubs borrow money to cover short-term expenses. MLB currently receives 350 million dollars a year from Turner. And here's a final point here. Another labor fight is looming. While uh, getting the 2020 season started is the top priority, the current collective bargaining agreement uh, expires in December 2021, and the two sides will spend the next 18 months or so negotiating a new agreement. A work stoppage is not guaranteed, but it certainly seems more likely now than any point since the 1994-95 strike. So once again, as we've seen in the WNBA, as we've seen in the NFL, the CBA is one of the, if not the most important things in these sporting organizations. So if the MLB can't even get the return back, you know, if they can't even get this right, what the hell y'all think going to happen And by December? Bro, the MLB is in trouble, okay? The MLB is in trouble, man.
And I understand, bro. Pay, pay them players, man. Pay them players. Get everything situated because y'all don't want these guys love the game. They love their sport. They want to play as much as many games as possible. They not here to play 40, 50, because you got to think the MLB is a hundred sixty two game season. That's clearly not happening because we're in July already. We, I mean, we're in June already. We'll be getting ready to head into All Star break next month. So that's clearly off the table. But these guys want to play as much as possible. Not. For the you know and 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 it's like bro we want to get paid as well. It's not our fault that this is happening. So fix it, fix it, fix it. Um yeah it's it's nasty bro. These these owners man these owners and these and these and this commissioner here gross, just gross. And I feel bad for the players. I really do because these guys are ready. I know these guys are ready to get back to it, man. Under the right circumstances, of course. Whew, but uh, yeah, uh, moving on, man. That's that's. The, I just wanted to get that out the way, not get it out the way, but you know, because I know a lot of people don't even know that that's going on. But yeah, man, that's that's what's happening in the world of baseball, bro. It's crazy out here. It really is. Okay, so moving on, man. To was 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 going on with Dalvin Cook. Okay, so Dalvin Cook basically said, you know, he's willing to hold out. Right, he said he feels like the deal. That the 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 Vikings brought to the table was disrespectful, and he deserves more. Okay. Now, when I first looked this up, right, I, it was an article that 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 I read. I didn't. I skimmed through it, and it said, "Now he may not be getting Christian McCaffrey money." I was like, "Christian McCaffrey ain't got paid yet." I'm like, I'll be insinuating that Christian McCaffrey is going to get paid. Like, like is that what we're looking to? And I thought about it. I thought about. I was thinking about like the backlash of uh, a white running back getting, you know, the highest paid running back bag and all that. And and you know, I thought about you know Alvin Kamara. I'm like, he's gonna get that bag, but you know, Christian McCaffrey gonna get that bag bag. And I thought about the the value of a running back. And I thought about the value of a running back, team to team. Organization to organization, system to system. It's deeper than what I initially initially thought. Running backs are expendable. They are expendable. Certain teams, it don't matter who's in the backfield, as long as your quarterback's straight, as long as your receiving core is straight, like it doesn't matter. Because if you don't run the ball, or you or you rarely run the ball, or you don't need a back to get the ball twenty five to thirty carries a game, or you have guys in the backfield splitting carries. Then yeah, your running back situation, you don't it's not dire. You look at New England. They've had guys like James White, Sony Michelle, Devlin, um you go back to Deion Blount. Like guys it was a revolving door of, of running backs. Like you think about the running back position. There's only a certain amount of guys, a handful of guys, who if they touch the ball, it's like, oh, they could score anytime. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Zeke. You can even throw uh uh who else can you throw in that mix? Even Aaron Jones, Saquon. These guys, you know, certain it's it's not a lot of running backs out there. Who pose a real, you know, like put real fear in defenses, right? Depending on the team. But you think about Christian McCaffrey. I'm standing on Christian McCaffrey because of the, this is the article. That that part of the article really made me think about why certain running backs get paid and why running backs don't get paid a certain amount. Let's look. At, you think about Christian McCaffrey, right? Christian McCaffrey rushed for. 1,387 yards with 15 touchdowns. And this is excluding the receiving numbers, strictly running numbers, because the receiving numbers are stupid as well. Freaking ridiculous. We know that. But the Panthers went 5-11. and 11. They went 5-11. and 11. Flip side of that, Derrick Henry, he rushed for 1,140 yards. Excuse me. I'm, I'm Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm right, I'm right, right? With 16 touchdowns. And the Titans went to the AFC Championship game. Like, do you guys understand where I'm trying to take y'all, right? Ryan Tannehill just got paid. 
Because before he got in, before he started, before he made his first start for the Titans, Marcus Mariota and the boys weren't going anywhere. They weren't. It was just going to be the Derrick Henry show all year, and the Titans weren't going anywhere. Ryan Tannehill steps in. They win a bunch of games. He performs well. They go all the way to the AFC title game. You look at the situation in Carolina. Cam goes down. And I forgot that young man's name. He steps in and they don't do anything. The quarterback position was really bad. The offense was really bad. Outside of Chris McCaffrey, I couldn't tell you what the hell was going on in Carolina. So, back to Tennessee. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill got paid. Derrick Henry got tagged. Do you know why? Because that entire offense runs. Not only does it, they use Derrick Henry a lot. But they can still do other things. Out off of, of course, Derrick with Derrick Henry being in the backfield, that offense can branch out with him being there. Don't just, just stay with me. Stay with me, please. Stay with me. But you go down there, back to Carolina, Christian McCaffrey. They run that offense through Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is that offense. You take Christian McCaffrey off the field, the Panthers might not win a single game last year without you know Cam. With him out of the equation completely. Here's what I'm saying. Certain teams. These running backs. Are the most valuable position on the field. They are not expendable. Christian McCaffrey. He's not expendable. He's very valuable. Because what he does. A lot of running backs don't do. I haven't even. Has anybody gotten a hard shot on Christian McCaffrey yet? I haven't seen him get really popped. He's played two full seasons. Two full seasons back to back. And it just had a, a insane MVP type season. That offense runs through him. He's going to get paid big time. Derrick Henry, hell of a season. Hell of a season. But his team, they went to the AFC title game. You know, but that shows the organization. They feel like, okay, well, as long as Ryan Tannehill is performing well as long as our receivers perform well as long as our defense can perform well as long as the offense can run we may not need to run the ball that heavy with Derrick Henry because maybe somebody else could pick up the load we don't need to run the offense through Derrick Henry everything that we do is not through him because we have a quarterback that can make plays on his own we have receivers that can make plays are you following me Back down to South Carolina, back down to Carolina. Somebody name three receivers on the Panthers roster. TikTok, 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 TikTok. Name the Carolina's Panthers uh, starting quarterback. TikTok, 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 TikTok. Name the Carolina Panthers running back. Christian McCaffrey. That offense is literally ran on his back. And they went 5-11. and 11. So, my thing is, Zeke. Zeke just got paid. He got paid. Four years, $60 million, right? Dak is still trying to get his money. You know why? Dallas, Jerry know that without Zeke, that offense ain't doing nothing. Major. That offense runs through Zeke. That line was built, you know, Zeke's in the backfield. Zeke has proved himself, got his bag. Dak, not so much, not so much. I'm not. I don't think they're by. I don't think they're totally all in on the Dak Prescott Express. There's more than. Look, y'all not gonna sit here and tell me that Andy Dalton, who still has juice left in the tank, not a bad quarterback at all, terrible situation in Cincinnati, was brought to Dallas just to be a backup. No, I'm not rolling at all. It's deeper than that. We're going to watch Dallas closely this offseason and this regular season. If they start bad and Dak's numbers aren't, off, aren't good, the red, white, the, I'll tell you what. Where my pen at? I'll tell you what. If the Cowboys, through six games, if they don't win four of them, of their first six, Cowboys don't win four of their first six. We'll be seeing uh, Andy Dalton week seven. 
Pin that. Pin that. Pin that. Watch. Watch. I'm telling you, bro. He 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 wasn't brought there for 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 a random. Especially if they don't get that contract done before before the season starts. I'm telling you, if the Cowboys do not win four of their first six and Dak's numbers aren't great, Dalton will be playing week seven. Watch. Remember, and remember where you heard it first. Remember that. Um so then you look at Austin Eckler, right? He got four years, $24.5 million. Same amount of years, exceptionally, you know, difference in pay. Here's the thing. This is this is Eckler's first year out of Gordon's shadow. They paid Eckler because they know this is, this is going to be his starting year. Eckler's going to be a, used a lot. With a rookie quarterback, he's going to be used a lot coming out the backfield. And in the passing game. But this is an offense that has Keenan Allen, a couple other receivers, rookie quarterback. This offense can make movements. They have a good defense. Eckler is not the key in this offense, but he is a part of it. Austin Eckler gets four years, $24.5 million. Humble payday for my, my guy. That's one of Austin Eckler is one of my favorite running backs, by the way. Love him. Now let's go to the former, Melvin Gordon, who sat out and wanted to get that bag. He wanted the Zeke bag, didn't get the Zeke bag. Not from his own people, not from his new team. <laughs> Melvin Gordon signed two-year deal, two-year deal worth sixteen million dollars with the Denver Broncos. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Where you are. It depends on where you are, and it depends on the system. That's the same thing when we look at the receiving receivers now. We see the receivers getting all this money, right? If we talk about the physicality of the positions. You know, you look at the running back position. To me, that's the most physical position on the field, right? You would think they would be at the highest paid position. But no, that's not the case, right? Because they, they get hurt. But anybody can get hurt at any time. That's BS. I'm not rolling with the, oh, uh, they can tear the ACL. Anybody can tear the ACL. Anytime doing anything, it can happen at practice. It can happen when you're walking up the steps. So that's that's that. I'm not rolling with that. But what I, I I can say is, look at the wide receiver pay. These guys are getting big money. But as the times change, like my mom was saying back in the day, you know, receivers was getting paid. But the the receiver position isn't as physical as it used to be. And these guys, with all the rules and everything, they're kind of safe now. To be, it's safer to be a receiver now. So, the new listen to me, follow me, follow me. The new football receiver, the real NFL receivers, they're not wide, they're tight, they're tight ends, physical. They are the most dangerous when they're catching the ball. Tight ends, your Travis Kelseys and your Gronks are your Ertz. Those are the guys of you know, top dollar, right? Then it brings you to guys like a guy like George Kittle, who just had his breakout year. He's ready for the bag soon. That offense, he's a big part of that offense. Not even catching the ball, but blocking. He's a big part of that run game, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He knows what he's there for. But you think about this. You think about the the the, the season that the 49ers just had, right? The games, the key games I remember for their success, for them, for them to get that one seed. I don't. It was nothing that Jimmy Garoppolo did. I go back to the game they played against the Rams with the blown coverage. I go back to that game. That was big. Then I go back to that game they played in New Orleans, when when George Kittle just seemed untouchable, untackleable. Unmanageable And he walked down the field And got them in field goal range And they won their game That was a top dollar tight end Moment right there Pay that man Pay him Now To Dalvin Cook's credit He did just come off of his First 1000 plus season You know Dalvin Cook just had a good year But listen here Dalvin Cook's injury His injury history I don't know. Torn ACL, 2017. 
Hamstring pull 2018. Missed the game. Re injured it that same year, four games. Couldn't finish last season because he had the AC joint sprain in the shoulder. So it, it, it begs the question. You know, in Minnesota, you lose Diggs, you already paid Cousins, you still got Thielen, Rudolph, right? Is Dalvin Cook the most valuable person on our offense? That's what you got to think. Think about that. Is he the most valuable? Are we going to really need to pay him that bag? He hasn't played a full season yet. Do we really want to give this guy who hasn't played 16 games a bag? I don't know. Now You can look across the division at Aaron Jones, whose payday is coming up. Matt LaFleur wants to be a run-heavy offense. Cool. You're going to have to pay Aaron Jones because clearly he is now what they're going to be running the offense through in Green Bay. It's it's evident. They didn't get any help receiving-wise draft. I mean, you go out, you get... um. Oh, my God. Why am I forgetting everybody's names? Um, Funches. You go out and get Funches. But it's clear to me that the Packers want to run the football. Okay. You're going to have to pay Aaron Jones. So you guys understand what I'm saying here. The, the the running back pay scale is very complicated, and I, it shouldn't be, but it is compared to quarterbacks, receivers, etc. I I really do believe I understand now that running backs are indeed expendable, and you cannot pay everybody, and everybody is not going to get that bag. So yeah, that's that's what I discovered yesterday. Very interesting to think about. You guys tell me what you think, man. I know the group message is going to tell me what I think, what they think. But you guys, you know, let me know how you feel about that. Please do. Um, Where we at now? Where we at now? Oh, damn. We, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll save that for next time. The Kaepernick thing. I'll save that because we don't got to talk about that right now. And we are, we are like almost an hour, almost an hour in. Yeah, we don't got to talk about that right now. I was, it wasn't, I mean, all right, we can, because it was, it wasn't really that much I had to say about it. I mean, Pete Carroll, first Hugh Jackson, then Pete Carroll, they, they keep talking about 2017, bro, that was three years ago. If you ain't signed him, then we don't need to hear about it. Now, Pete Carroll said that there is interest, but look, since 2017, there has been quote unquote interest. If y'all not going to sign the man, stop talking about it, period. Um... Yeah, I, like I said, I, next week we'll talk about that. Next week we'll talk about the Kaepernick thing. But moving on to Fury and Joshua, man. So here, here's what's going on. Right. Here's what's going on. So Eddie Hearn, let me tell y'all something. Eddie Hearn, bro, he wants this Brit, this British clash of the Titans to happen so bad, bro. He, he really does. He wants it to happen so bad that we all of a sudden everybody has forgotten that Wilder definitely invoked his rematch clause. Only person who hasn't seemed to forgot about it was Tyson Fury, who addressed that in the video. You know, he's been doing a lot of com- video conferences. He said, you know, got the two fight deal in principle, of course, and but you know he got to go beat Wilder again. And I was glad that Fury finally, you know, he talked about him, Wilder, and Joshua, and ranked his heavyweights. It was uh, it was him. Wilder and then Joshua. Okay, thank you because that Wilder's power is freaking ridiculous, and he knows that. He knows it's hard to fight him, and so my thing is, they want to avoid that third fight. Eddie Hearn don't want that ha- want that to happen at all because he knows there is a chance that Wilder can knock Fury out and ruin all of these plans that he has with Joshua because my thing is okay if he does beat let's say Wilder beats John I mean Wilder beats Fury in the third fight and no deal gets signed between Fury and Joshua by then there's there's no deals there's it's, it's principle that means that no ink has been put to paper right so where does that leave like what's next because Wilder have the belt and Joshua had the, the the rest of them at that point huh you gotta do it you gotta do Joshua and Wilder right 
that only makes that, that that's only right because it, it's it's a unification bout. That's what we, we that's what we've been trying to do the last three to four years is unify the heavyweight division. Every other division doesn't seem to have this problem. So, like, what you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, 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 it's a lot of politics and boxing, and we know this. And a lot of sports, there's a lot of politics, but a lot, a lot in boxing in, in all combat sports because I don't know what's going on over there in the world of UFC. But Dana White, pay them people, man. What, what's going on? What, what's really going on, bro? Pay your people, man. Pay your people. Pay your people. Um, yeah, so I just, eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to see the Wild and Fury, I mean, um, the Joshua and Fury, you know, clash, but it's just like, okay, well, if Wilder does get the trilogy, then what? And he, if he wins, then what? He, he's not going to fight Fury again. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, just, hmm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I think that's all. I have for you. Look, man, thank you guys for tuning in this week, man. Thank you guys for tuning in last week. Thank you guys, man. Um thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the support, man. I really appreciate you guys, man. Ninety nine episodes is a lot. A lot. And you guys have been assigned no you know, some of you guys have been here through the beginning since the the start but 99 that's crazy bro 99 is crazy and next week we at 100 um wow just wow i i really don't know what else to say but wow but i'm truly blessed man like i say man i'm great with god but god is the greatest man i wouldn't be here without so um thank you guys for listening man shout out to stadium scene tv make sure you guys continue to like retweet subscribe all that good stuff, man. Repost all that good stuff and tag me in a repost so I can see it. Not, you know, the the pod page. Tag. Look, if you're going to repost, repost me and the pod page so I can see it right away. Um, thank you, guys, man. For the 99th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.